0: Our passage this morning is the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, So that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already." because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world and people loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light so that their deeds may not be exposed." but those who do what is true come to the light so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for this moment. Lord, hide me behind the cross. May this message be pleasing unto you and weigh on the hearts of those hearing. We bless your holy name, Lord, and bless this moment. In Christ's name we do pray, amen. Amen. Recently, I was driving along, I was listening to the radio, singing a little bit, paying a little bit attention to what I was passing along the road, and then the next thing I know, I am pulling up into my driveway, and I had no idea how I got there. Has that ever happened to anybody? You're kind of driving along and you're just like, you're at point A and then all of a sudden you've arrived at your destination. So I talked to a friend of mine and I said, I told her what happened. She goes, you're getting old. (laughs) That's what it is. That's not quite what I wanted to hear. But to say the least, I was frustrated just a little bit because I wanted to figure out how did I get from one point to another? See, today's lectionary passage reminded me of my car ride. We have been parachute dropped into eight verses of scripture. This divided gospel is incomprehensible until we view today's passage in its context. See, the beginning of chapter three is set in a conversational tone where the disciples are not mentioned and within the context of this narrative, no one else seems to be present. This is a dialogue that has taken place between Jesus and Nicodemus, which was not even read into our hearing. See, Nicodemus is a sympathetic character. He is a Pharisee. He is a leader of the Jews who has wealth, power, status, knowledge, and faith. He is a man who is curious and inquisitive and comes to visit Jesus at night. I believe the journey and the process within this text mirrors our lives from verse 1 through 21. See, we are introduced in this gospel by Jesus to the polar opposite themes of the flesh versus the spirit, good versus evil, light versus darkness, and Jesus in this gospel introduces these themes that directly correlate to our relationship with God. Yet the lectionary passage drops us in with a series of questions on our mind. Where are we? (laughs) What are we starting with? Why are we in this awkward section? Who is talking and why doesn't this make sense? See, the questions are significant to where we're headed on the pilgrimage to love. Because Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and us into a whole new realm of possibility— He is talking to Nicodemus about a new way of thinking, of construing the world and defining our life. We begin this pilgrimage in chapter 3, under the cover of darkness. Verse 1 tells us, now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi. We know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. And Jesus answered him very truly. I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus then says to him, how can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born again? Jesus went on to answer his inquiry. And they continue their dialogue in a Q&A style. So this is where we are in chapter 3, verse 14. Where Jesus continues to have a conversation with Nicodemus. See, we are witnesses when we look at this passage in its context to where Nicodemus begins to deal with the critical difficulties, not theological or Christological difficulties, not Christianese or insiders speak for the things we like to say as Christians, but we are dealing with this point where he is about to accept. And his knowledge beyond what he already believes and knows. There are theological motifs throughout this passage, but we don't have time for that today. Yet they need to be at the forefront. So we will continue to learn and thrive and strive to experience the mystery and the richness of God through Scripture. We hear the question... In this passage, what does it mean to be born again? We hear. The classic scripture, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him may not perish but have everlasting life. We also need to note that people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil for all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light so that their deeds may not be exposed. So church, on this fourth Sunday of Lent, you are on a pilgrimage, a journey to the cross with Jesus. You're also on a crossroads just like Nicodemus. See, Nicodemus was self-confident. He was mature in age. He also represented many of us in our wider life. We're willing to have a deep faith and love for God. We are spiritually curious, yet keeping our faith in its own little sphere, separate from the other areas of our life. Sometimes we like to compartmentalize our faith and not take it to work with us. Sometimes we compartmentalize our faith and do not speak out in terms of an injustice that is happening. Sometimes we compartmentalize our faith and do not say anything to our family members when something wrong has been said. See, Nicodemus coming to Jesus in the evening, in the night, was not ready to declare his faith. Not in the light of day. He was not prepared to let it transform his life. And I sympathize with him. Because he did not have the knowledge that we have about the son of man. He acknowledged Jesus as a teacher and the one who has come from God. But by coming at night... His faith was secret and separate from the rest of his world. How many of us, during this Lenten season, have failed to share our faith outside of our church home? See, believing is not merely a matter of mental affirmation, but it's a life commitment. When you compartmentalize your faith. Privilege, tolerance, and mutual respect, Trump witnessing what it means to live a transparent life. It means tolerance is not love or acceptance, it's just that tolerance. See this passage. Invites us to acknowledge our theological heritage. It invites us to experience what's to come. But it's also an invitation to open our imaginations and reconsider our relationship with God. How are we being called to be witnesses through this relationship to others? This passage is not about doing what's right or what's wrong. It's about those who do what is true. Those who do what is true come into the light so that it is clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. See, what is true is not some arbitrary saying. What is true denotes reality. It denotes what is solid and binding, firm The term true when used of persons expresses that which predominantly characterizes our speech, our action, and our thoughts. So Jesus is having this Q&A with Nicodemus. He is challenging his thought of what it means to live by faith and not by sight. How many times do we need to see where we're going, rather than just believing that God will get us there. He is inviting Nicodemus to deepen his faith, to go beyond the signs he has seen, and to live out his faith in light of his relationship with Jesus, not under the cover of darkness. When looking at this passage, it's easy to overlook the process Jesus is laying out for Nicodemus to be in a transparent in his life within his wider world Jesus three times challenges Nicodemus to go deeper Starting at verse 1 all the way through 21, whenever Nicodemus makes a statement or asks a question, each time Jesus responds with this answer, very truly, which translates as truly, truly, which is the equivalent of a Jewish amen. So not only does Jesus affirm the statements, questions, and doubts expressed by Nicodemus, he challenges him to go deeper than what he already knows. Very truly or amen, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Very truly or amen, I tell you, no the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit verily truly or amen I tell you we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen yet you do not receive our testimony and Jesus says if I told you about earthly things and you do not believe how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things he's bringing him deeper he's challenging him and he's challenging us to go beyond what we think we already know see the pilgrimage to love is taking your deep heartfelt and genuine faith out of the darkness hidden away and bringing it into the light of jesus See, Jesus gives us permission to cultivate our doubts. Jesus gives us permission to ask questions. It is your skepticism during this Lenten season that you should be cultivating to build your faith in Jesus. Sacrifice for the next couple of weeks your criticism and your cynicism of the church. And instead, open your imaginations and reconsider your relationship with God. Grow in your faith as you journey toward love. Continue to embrace the invitation to not only see God in your life, but to let God work in and through you. We're called to live a more transparent Life, out of the darkness and into the light so that people will see that the deeds that we do are good and from God. Jesus invites Nicodemus, and he invites each of us to come into the light of day, to become mature believers, and fully participate in the abundant life that he offers. Jean Veneer, a Catholic philosopher, theologian and humanitarian and founder of the L'Arche community, he says this journey, our pilgrimage of love, Begins and deepens as we hear God murmur within our hearts. I love you just as you are. I so love you that I come to heal and to give you life. Do not be afraid. Open your hearts. It is all right to be yourself. You do not have to be perfect or clever. You are loved just as you are. And as you become more conscious that you are loved, you will want to respond to that love with love and to grow in love. It's an invitation through this passage for a fresh start. A pilgrimage to love. A new beginning. Cultivate it. Because this is what we're called to do during this season. Reconsider your relationship with God. And how God is calling You, through your love for him to love others. It is the pilgrimage to love. Let us continue to journey together. Let us pray. We thank you, God. This is a journey and a process that you have shown us through Nicodemus. Let us spend this week looking at chapter 3, verse 1 through 21, and cultivating our relationship with you sacrificing criticism and cynicism for you. We thank you for this moment. May all that we do be pleasing unto you. And as we go to your table, may we love you and seek you in all that we do and grow in your likeness. In Christ's name we do pray.